Hello, and welcome to Film Punch. We just watched uh, the original Dawn of the Dead, made in 1978, directed by George Romero. And I'm here with... I'm Raven. Isaac. Helen. And I'm your host, Dave Klingerman. Um, so basically, Dawn of the Dead is George Romero's commentary, continuing commentary on humanity, Western civilization, whatever you want to call it. And this time we're dealing with zombies in a mall. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, so, first impressions. Uh, is anyone here? Was it your first time watching? Yeah, I have yes. not seen it before. Okay, I've also um, not seen so, it. Technically seen a part of it before, but not the whole thing. <laughs> so, so mostly Raven movies. and Isaac, what were your thoughts? Uh, it was interesting to see this sort of as like... Um, I really, my only exposure to zombie movies is more contemporary ones. And so it was really interesting to see sort of shots that now almost are become just part of the genre, like zombies reaching through a thing. Like that's like in every zombie movie. Yeah. But it's interesting to sort of like, okay, this established a lot of those. And that was, things. there was a lot more of that in Night of the Living Dead because they were all stuck in one house. Mm. Zombies were all outside mm -hmm. reaching in and grabbing people and, and things like that. Uh, so this is sort of a continuation on that. Right. Um, so. Yeah, I have a first impression. <laughs> to me, the movie is just really, really strange. And you can't make sense <laughs> of anything. And it's not just because you don't know that there's a virus causing the zombies or anything like that. That's expected in a movie from 1978. But you don't really know why anything is happening. You don't know why anyone's doing what they're doing for the most part. And then as far as the commentary, I don't really understand that either because the only commentary I really see is zombies at a mall and, you know, that's that's a pretty standard commentary. Everyone knows the people in the mall are zombies, so. <laughs> well, it's... I don't Yeah, what, what do you see as... What do you see as commentary? The, the zombies in the mall is, just like you were saying, you know. Um, but then you have, like, the bikers... In the 70s, biker gangs, there was a huge, like, paranoia yeah. against biker gangs. So there's the commentary on biker gangs, um, the commentary of not just human versus zombie, but then human versus human mm -hmm. between the, the people who are taking over the mall and the biker gang who essentially comes in and wrecks everything and lets the zombies back in mm -hmm. after they've essentially cleared it out and made it their own. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, too, the opening bit where they in what I think is a housing project or something like that Basically. with like low income housing mm -hmm. and lots of non-white people <laughs> and uh, people who are some of the people who are attacking are very aware of that and are very like so race and class are definitely very much in this movie yeah. also. And um, it was more so in the original as well. Hmm. The, the very last spoiler alert, the very final shot in the original Night of the Living Dead the one sur survivor, black guy, is yes, I lived, and then he's shot dead by a cop because they're shooting all the zombies. I'm not kidding. What? That's exactly how it ends. Oh wow! It's like got that zombie bastard. He didn't care that he wasn't really a zombie. Right. And that's continued in that first scene where yeah. the guy is running through and just shooting, indiscriminately people. shooting everyone. Yeah. Whether they're a zombie or not, he doesn't Yeah. Care. <laughs> it was. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's the social commentary part. Yeah. 
and that beginning scene to me is one of the things I just really couldn't tell what was going on. I didn't know yeah. they were in a project at all. I just saw like basically it seemed like a, a sort of a press conference with like news reporters and stuff, and they're like, "What are we going to tell them?" Because they must have gotten together to broadcast or something. And I didn't think about until just now. <laughs> and <laughs> and then suddenly the one dude wants to kill all the other humans. And then suddenly they go in the basement and there's like a guy living in the basement. Nobody knows who he is. And he turns out to be like the main character. He's kind of supposed to be, I guess, like a kind of like Guinan from Star Trek, except like he doesn't really actually have mysticism. He just kind of talks like he does. Then he has all the tactical knowledge. And I was pretty much confused from the start of the movie. I will agree with you that the start of the movie for me also was, was quite confusing. Yeah, I kind of inferred that it was a housing project as it was going on. I was like, these are the people who are living in there. This is yeah. what it looks yeah. like. I mean, um, it, it could have just been a random apartment. They broke into right. the one family's apartment. I don't know why they did that. Because she just wanted to kill people. Well, but what I was I was confused about is, like, why were they attacking that apartment in the first place? Well, I mean, it was infested with zombies. There were zombies there. So that was the sort of the impetus for attacking was we're there are zombies in this out thing. The zombies in this mm -hmm. apartment building, housing project, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and... If it was like a police force, it kind of wouldn't make sense if it was a housing project. Mm -hmm. If they're sent in by the government to so, pay. Mm -hmm. And it would make sense, too, in some ways, that there were people who were fighting back. Yeah. Who yeah. were like, I don't want the police coming in here. Yeah. So the racist yeah. guy was the outside police, and then the other people were just the people <clears throat> who lived there, and they just happened to, some of them just happened to have some police-like knowledge, which made me think they were all police. I thought the police oh. were shooting the other police. Uh, gotcha. That would know? be confusing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it, it is kind of chaotic, but it's the, basically, the zombies are becoming more and more prominent and everywhere, and West, the civilization is basically crumbling. Mm -hmm. So it's just, again, from George Romero's perspective, which gets more and more weird <laughs> as, as the series continues. At one point, they said we're going to Canada, and then, like, no further mention of what was made of that. Like, why do they think that there's no zombies in Canada? Oh, no, I think she was just saying that, like, Canada's canceled. Or something like that, because it sounded like they, they had... They had thought about that? Yeah. They, they were going to fly. Canada, but then, like, they got stuck in the mall, and then the zombie apocalypse started happening. So oh, okay. Like, yeah. Like, the building had to stuck in the mall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't have enough fuel, I don't think, to fly to Canada yet. Yeah, either. true. So they're like, okay, I think this is good. Yeah. And then the biker came came along and ruined it all. <laughs> well, and I thought it was it was interesting, like, and I wasn't. I'd be curious to see more of his movies and also to read more about him because some of it was like, are you encouraging that kind of paranoia <laughs> of of uh, the police or of black people or sort of where what are you where are you in this whole thing? Yeah, he's just he seems kind of. Cynical, like a lot of his views on people. Like, I mean, even just like with some of the main characters, how they behaved when they were in the mall and how they were so like crazy about getting stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and even though like the bikers were like getting money, even though like money isn't anything. Yeah, they're like yeah. stealing all the jewelry and well, There's other another confusing part. How did they survive on the road with half of them not even being in a vehicle? Well, they're on a motorcycle, but not in the van or anything. And yet, they're so stupid that they're worried about the jewelry before we didn't even see them taking any ammo i'm sure they did but they couldn't have survived that long if they're taking the jewelry and the cakes before they're taking the supplies they need well they were they were doing fine until 
guys that had taken over the mall started killing them. That's what she's talking about. The yeah. bikers. The bikers. She's like, the why, bikers how did the bikers make that far? With basically. when they're still just being right. And I feel like American. they were they were doing fine until the yeah, like it wasn't really the zombies that were killing them initially. I mean, I think the bikers were supposed to be more like animalistic, like they're not. Really yeah, of course. Like, they of course. were. Like, I I saw that as. Even if they weren't zombies, they would have been putting pies in people's faces and shooting yeah. them randomly just because, again, it's that biker paranoia. Yeah. <laughs> but it there's was, well, there's a commentary there, too, about, like, it could go both ways. It could be like, yes, bikers really are dangerous, but then it could be like, well, not really. Because today, people would would some people would say, you know, oh, they don't kill people that they're not having a territory dispute with, and they help protect our neighborhood from the rapist and stuff. Well, maybe nobody was saying that back then, but maybe George Romeros is saying that because if they had not started killing them, they would have took what they need and left, and they would have let the zombies in, but they could have gone and killed them and kicked them out again, and they would have been fine if they had just ignored the bikers. I think, yeah, I think that was part of, like, the one guy was like, what were you doing? Why are you shooting at them? Yeah. Right. This, uh-huh. is, this is ours. This is our stuff. Oh, that's true. He did say that. I yeah. forgot that. This is this is our stuff. We're going but to then fight. it was just the cash, and then it shows, like, he's he's seen other people react to cash and jewelry that you no longer need, and then he's, like, kind of getting worked up into the hype with it. Like, um, you know, people just following each other towards... Whatever they're doing stupidly. And the one biker even says when they're in the TVs, he grabs a TV and goes, What are you going to watch on that? And he's, he's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and he drops <laughs> it. Might as well destroy it, it though. Yeah. I can't catch it. The sledgehammer. Yeah. I felt like maybe there is, like, George Romero didn't want to make a zombie movie, didn't want to have any societal context. He wanted to beat the shit out of them all. And then he was like, I want to build all this stuff around it so that we can destroy them all. Because he really destroyed that mall. Yeah. I only get the feeling he doesn't like malls. Yeah. 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 I definitely got that impression, maybe. Yeah. And that brings us back to the last confusing thing. I think it's the last one I haven't mentioned yet, that the people in this movie, they've apparently never heard of zombies. Uh, Okay, maybe that was reasonable at the time. They've never heard of... I forget what the other one was. There was something else they reacted weirdly to, and then the last one was a mall. It was like, oh, what's this? Oh, it's one of those places. Yeah, that's true. Where people they were gather. Like explaining what a mall was. I mean, this was. I think the mall started to become a thing in the seventies. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Interesting. And there, there weren't like malls forever. I mean, there were department stores and stuff. So embarrassed. <laughs> Please turn edit. off all of your cellular devices before the podcast begins. You can edit it's a rookie that out, mistake. <laughs> rookie mistake. Sorry about that, Dave. Damn it, Isaac. Yeah. Um, Whenever you say you can edit it out, they then leave it in on purpose for, you know, no, she'll edit political it out. Yes. Well, now that we've said it, she won't. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Um, um, well, I've seen, like, a decent amount of zombie movies and like, games and things like that. Um. I do feel like this, you can sort of see like the blueprint for a lot of things that you see in a lot of other zombie sort of storylines. Um, especially just the whole like like survival horror thing where like a lot of the story is really just about like how they survive from day to day. Um, and then also the idea that like in sort of the zombie apocalypse, a lot of times like other humans are just as dangerous as zombies are mm. because like. Like, really, the situation didn't get bad until the bikers arrived. And, and if they hadn't arrived, then you get the sense that maybe they could have survived there for a while longer. 
and it's something that you see like over and over again in a lot of other like a ton of other zombie yeah. stories where really the focus is more on like people being terrible rather than like the zombies really being the biggest threat. Yeah, I think I could be wrong, but I think malls were really like in their their heyday in like the eighties, like the early eighties. Oh, okay. So I I could. But be they wrong, went to the but... mall in that seventies show. That's true. That doesn't mean that that's historically accurate or anything like that. The seventies show was not made in. See where where were they in that seventies show? Were they in Washington? Wisconsin. 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 Uh, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't anyway. Know. I I could be wrong, but you know, in either either George Romero has no respect for his audience, which is entirely possible. <laughs> and just like I better explain to them what a mall is. Yeah. I was just um, making a point that like malls are so stupid that I should explain them because I don't want them to exist, so I'm gonna pretend. That's possible too. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. That could be. I thought I definitely what you said about the humans being more dangerous than other zombies, even in the zombie mm-hmm. apocalypse or whatever. I thought the most, some of the most disturbing parts of the movie. I mean, okay, a guy getting his intestines ripped out is pretty disturbing. <laughs> I won't deny that. But I actually found it kind of disturbing how the bikers were interacting with the zombies because uh, the other guys, when there was a zombie, they would like punch him or try to like basically just be very um, efficient about like trying to kill him or get him away from him. But the bikers would just like fuck with them, mm-hmm. and and oh shoot, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to cuss or not on this. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Okay. Yeah. So we, we've talked about that before. You okay. Guys. So the bikers would just like screw around with them and stuff, and kind of that almost I don't know, but maybe kind of like sick. Even though we're supposed to be like, yeah, get those zombies. It was like still like, ugh, mm-hmm. like why are you doing this? Like, um, I don't know. It made me think of, I'm, that's maybe a little or dramatic, but maybe think of like Abu Ghraib or something like that, where it's like, even if you think these people are bad or this creature is evil, that's, what are you doing? You're just like, you're just trying to humiliate it or something or whatever. Yeah, like Robbing the zombies and stealing the necklaces. And just and, putting pies in their faces and yeah. crap like that. I'm just like, what are you doing? You're shooting like, them in the chest. They were like target practicing. Right, right. They were right. shooting them in the head. They didn't care. I mean, and there was that whole scene too with the hillbillies. Um, yeah. Where at the beginning, towards the beginning, where they're oh, like, yeah. look at all these, when they're flying over in the helicopter. Was, um, I thought that was, that was like, again, a really interesting social thing. That was thing. kind of like the, that might have been the same setting in the original. Because I remember oh, there was like a big field like that. Okay. So, so it, it was either been. a throwback to that setting, because um, it was definitely like a redneck guy that shot the black dude at the very end. Mm-hmm. So... I think that redneck stereotype could legitimately happen, though. Like, like you know, they were not messing with the zombies or trying to humiliate them, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They were still being efficient, but they were having fun. Like, hey, these zombies have been here a while. We're kind of used to it now. Let's just drink some beer and have sure. fun, and we're good at this. We're not really in any danger because we all know what we're doing here. It's cool. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, if you have a situation where well, it is like that for a while, you can't just be afraid of it forever. You have to get used to it as long as you're still surviving and nobody's in danger. So, yeah, I thought I thought that was a, a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I wasn't sure, uh, again, whether that was just, oh, look at these assholes, you know, fucking with people, <laughs> or, or like what you said, it's, ah, we've done this. So yeah, but well, they weren't really, the zombies don't have emotions, really, but if they did, they weren't. They weren't. They were not being humiliated. Mm-hmm. And the one guy who decided 
I'm going to take my blood pressure right now. <laughs> like, that was bizarre. what are you doing? That was bizarre, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> That's rare. We I'm, rarely have silence in these. No. It's weird. Um, I had a thought, but I lost it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know a lot about the rest of George and Romero's works. Yeah. Besides this, like, besides the, because the, he did, like, a trilogy, basically, right? Yeah, it, it was a trilogy and then expanded, like, six movies. Okay. Like, once uh, once 28 Days Later happened, mm-hmm. George Romero was like, I need to come back and make my slow zombies again. <laughs> This isn't like, <laughs> zombies can't be fast. Zombies yeah. are slow. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the slow zombies are much more interesting to watch because the fast zombies are just like, look, I scared you. You're yeah. going to die. But the slow zombies, you can have fun with them and make <laughs> all this stuff that he did. In theory, you can run from them ease more easily. But, but as, as long as there's not too many in the same spot. <laughs> yeah. But like the, the third movie takes place on a military base where they're further walled off from society because you know fortified base, but it's still shitty humans and they've got like a, a pet zombie. Um, Ooh, that's weird. <laughs> did the zombie pet develop emotions? I don't think so. I think it was just like let's. I, I don't remember. Because the zombies that's... in this movie, they some of them had like individual personalities. In the sense that they're holding guns yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Well, the one guy, like, was smart enough to grab the gun, right? And then the one that got into the apartment had, like, the different um, style of how he was dressed, but he also had, like, these weird expressions on his face that kind of went with how he was dressed. And oh, then the Hare Krishna guy? The, the guy they killed in the apartment, yeah. And, um... Well, I guess they do retain some of their memories, at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there was, like, the one guy who, who wanted, like, all the money, so he had a personality. None of the other zombies were playing with the money, even though all humans would have been somewhat interested in money while they were alive. So I found it interesting that they kind of gave the zombies personalities because I've not seen or heard of that before. And he continues that in the fourth movie, Land of the Dead, which no one likes but me, I think. <laughs> Just Dave. You're literally the only person. Just me. Um, where the zombies are, like, taking guns and, re- like, relearning how to shoot with the guns. Interesting. And attacking humans, not just with, you know, their hands, and mm-hmm. but all using tools, guns and... Yeah, the like sort that. of the tool use seemed to yeah. develop over the movie, yeah. actually, where they seemed to get better at. Right, and I, I thought that was kind of interesting, but mm-hmm. maybe I'm the only person, I don't know. <laughs> and then the, the the other one that had the personality was the, um, his name is Roger, right? Because while we were watching the movie, we got their names confused. But the one, <laughs> the one Roger that, um, Roger or Steve, that died at the end of the movie, uh-huh. he came in. And he closed the door behind him, even though all the other zombies are following I him. Think that was and then, Steve. yeah, I think so. We'll figure it out again <laughs> later. Either way. And then the black guy. guy shot him before. Like I would have liked it better if they would like wait and see what he did. Because why did he close all the zombies out? Maybe he was gonna, you know, do something to try to demonstrate that he still loves his wife and then eat her or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then eat her. I mean. Yeah. Ultimately, he was definitely going to go for, yeah, he was definitely going to eat her, but, yeah. They seem to show it right, and I mean, well, I don't know, but, like, because right, right at the beginning of the movie, they had the scene in the project house 
where this woman was like, don't shoot my husband. And then the husband is like, hum, 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 and starts yeah. eating. Hum, hum, hum. And so, like, <laughs> it's like, it seems like there's, at least early on, they sort of made the rule that, like, okay, so there's enough of them gone that it's not going to be like, this is my wife, don't kill her. Yeah. It's just going to be like, hum, hum, hum. Yeah, these so. these people got that you know they they weren't their loved ones anymore. They were gone. And, I agree with that, but I still want to know why he closed the door. Does this not bother anybody else? Why not did really. he close the door? I think he's a pretty uncoordinated zombie. I mean, <laughs> but I feel like you could totally make a, a film film studies term paper out of that. Why did he close that door? Break it down. What was he going to do next? Yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. I want to know really bad. And and use that to show what George Romero thinks of Western society. Yeah, the thing is, I never heard of George Romero before today. So. Well, there you go. That's your story. Okay, I can't read the paper. <laughs> um, Grandfather of a zombie movie. Yep. Uh, I thought something else that was just interesting is like that this. I mean, this since this was a second movie and stuff, but um, like this sort of coming out before the modern age of zombies being pretty everywhere in our culture and just in the sense of like there's zombie video games there's uh, plants versus zombies so there's even like family friendly kind yeah. of zombies and stuff but now. it all started with 28 days later yeah, yeah that's was... what i'm about to say didn't the big zombie thing just start like five ten years ago it i mean yeah it was about about 10 years ago whenever 28 days later came out that's what really sparked it mm-hmm. and again even george romero said okay i'm gonna make a new zombie movie well and i think that's just what was interesting to me is like i was trying to think of what it would have been like to watch this when it came out where zombie movies weren't really a thing where you just were like what's this movie this Mm -hmm. is weird and um and how now because zombies are so ubiquitous that's the word i was trying to think of ubiquitous in like pop culture if actually if a zombie apocalypse were to actually happen now I feel like a lot of people would be a lot more prepared because <laughs> they've actually thought of this stuff a little bit. And more. we would immediately start looking for a virus. <laughs> right. And like and there would be a little more thought to it. And like and especially stuff where we're all like, why are they just throwing away bullets? Like why are they just shooting for no reason or whatever? But yeah. honestly, it might have been like did they not this is maybe the first time somebody would think about that of like, what would you do in this situation? Yeah. Um and it seemed like they really never got out of a lot of like more modern zombie stuff, in some ways at least, jump sometimes to the more long term of like how are we going to handle this long term, and so they think about rationing and things. But this seemed to just be like they never got past thinking of how are we going to survive the next day, and in that case, they weren't thinking so much in terms of rationing bullets and like yeah. being careful and things like that. Well, there was that one scientist guy who was trying to tell everyone, be rational, and then everyone kind of seemed <laughs> like, to go against it. Yeah. Like, oh, we science. don't want to be rational. I was thinking yeah, that, that scientist really had maybe got one of those little miniature bites where he's starting to lose his mind because he's saying he, he wants to feed the zombies. Maybe he's a little bit more... No, he wants to eat the zombies. Oh. That's what he was saying. He's saying mm-hmm. we should eat them. Oh. But that's still pretty weird. Yeah. Um, I actually thought that the scientist was like, what the hell is this representation of a scientist getting an eye patch? He's like, we gotta eat them! All the real scientists died died already, and this was like the last guy, which was like the kind of, yeah. yeah. He was the only one they could find. He's the guy we don't don't really talk about him. He was the only one they could find that would go on television. There you go. That's trying to survive. Yeah. uh Or fix (laughs) things. (laughs) I don't know. 
It, yeah. might, it might have been more of a commentary on like talking heads. Right. I think that was so, seemed to be sort of there too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, sort of what less about this movie specifically, and I know there's a lot of social commentary, but more in like a, a, just a silly way of like, what would you guys do in this situation? Because like my gut was not to settle at this mall. Like if I felt like if I was in this situation. I wouldn't be like, okay, this is the best we got. Let's do it here. I would be like, okay, let's, what's the next plan? But I'm just sort of like, I don't know if you guys do, but I think this stuff is really fascinating. And I think sometimes about like, what if the zombie apocalypse happened now? And like, <laughs> what do we do? How do we do this? Puzzle. Da, 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 da. And so I'm just curious what you guys think of like, if you were in this situation, what would you, would you try to make the best of them all? Would you try to find something else? I would find people who knew how to survive because I'm not sure I have those kind of skills. So I would probably try and buddy up with people who did and either learn from them or uh, figure it out on my own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that was that's probably what I would do. I'm I think I think that these people hold themselves up in the mall because they were like, this is how we can live. And like we used to, so they mm. set up a little apartment with mm -hmm. that's uh, true. Food so like psychologically, it's helpful yeah. too. Yeah, that makes sense. everything is fine. We're in our own little bubble. Mm -hmm. uh, that stuff happening doesn't affect us now, so we can just pretend it's not going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, logically, it makes sense as well because they did not have enough fuel. Uh, they were saying they couldn't really get anywhere. They don't know if they're going to find a better place to be before that. And once they found the supplies, like, okay, you are living in this tiny little room and everything. you got to stay here a while. But maybe you stay there and maybe you get set up and you get all the zombies out. And then maybe you broadcast and invite people. But if the world was all about, like, those bikers, then maybe you don't want to invite them and you don't know who they are. But in other, like, apocalyptic movies, do you find friendly people to come join your society? And, like, the mall has enough. They had grocery store in the mall for some mm -hmm. reason just to make it, <laughs> just because they had to for the movie purposes. But, like, I feel like they kind of were rationing it away because they didn't try to, like, go live in the ammo store. They took, like, what they needed at the time and hit it, like, in the safe spot. So they were rationing in that way. Mm -hmm. And then I think that... Being out of fuel, yeah, I I would stay at the mall if I had the skills they had. I would also teach the the guy who doesn't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> I would uh, have him definitely be taught if I was him, seek it out. If I wasn't him, get him up to par, and then maybe take one of those extra trucks and like right. drive it somewhere and see is there anything else? Is there any more fuel elsewhere? Mm -hmm. You know, and and check it out slowly and. If you do find more people, because you're going to get bored of the same three people eventually. You Maybe need at like, least, like, 12 to have, like, the rest of your life together. So. Maybe, like, fortify the truck a little bit, board it up so the zombies can't get in. Well, they didn't even need... really get in unless they opened the door. Right. So, but, right. yeah, you can build it up if you need to. Just, just That's what I thought see about. what's out there. Yeah, I thought about that at the end, actually, where I was like, I wonder if this movie's going to end with an interracial couple. Like, that would be a really interesting social commentary. Um, and, then, and then he was like, nah. Like, he was like, sorry, I don't love you. Like, you go, I, I, I'm done. I'm done. I feel like that's, like, you're literally the last person alive on Earth, and you're like, nah. I'm good. But she was already like, pregnant, though, so they didn't really have to. 
Well, no, but I'm just saying, like, I thought it was just, like, funny. Because that, like, it was like, oh, you're literally the only living person left. Nah. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. The only person there are a lot of people I would say no yeah. to if they were the only people left. <laughs> you're like, I'll take my chances with the zombies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Peace. What about I'll you? keep looking. Um, I don't know. I've kind of thought about it before, and... Like, frankly, I don't think I would survive very long in the zombie apocalypse. And that, like, my only hope would be a situation kind of like the one in this movie, where I just happen to find, like, two SWAT team guys who are, like, <laughs> and then, like, maybe I'll fire a gun sometimes, and then maybe I'll learn how to fly a helicopter, and that'll be my biggest contribution. <laughs> Sorry. And I do have some of it a skill. When I made my, my uh, answer to that, I was talking about what happened in the movie, but what if it wasn't what happened in the movie? What if it's just a zombie apocalypse, or in general, I do have a skill of, of medicinal. Now, I can't pick out the plants, but if someone can tell me what the plants are, I know how to use them. So I'll be like, you know, the healer in the party, and they have to protect me, but then I can keep everybody, you know, healthy and make sure that they they have their skills up to par. Yeah, I don't know if any of you watch The Walking Dead, but mm -hmm. it usually doesn't work out very well for their healers. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's because in real life you need, you can't do it magically, and so you need, like, yeah. you know, four days regardless of what you do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If, if the zombie apocalypse happened right now, guys, we are in trouble. Like, so I would like, help build we don't a have room a lot that's safe that right you only here. stay in that room if you're sick. Like, the computers and everything are down. That takes some stuff away from us. Like, unless the zombie, or unless you're like, zombie apocalypse, you know what I need? Someone funny and with pleasant people skills. I'm your man. But otherwise, gun handling, car driving, all that other stuff. That's, that's one thing I think The Walking Dead does a good job of. They've always got knives with them, mm -hmm. so they try not to use their guns all that often, and they just you know get close enough where they can just stab the, the zombie in the head, mm -hmm. and then out, and then move to the next one. Mm -hmm. uh, unless there's like you know way too many of them to even do that. Yeah. But it seems like a really efficient way to do it to me, and it, you, you're not wasting ammo. Mm -hmm. You essentially have a renewable or a reusable tool. Right. Um, you know, axes or pitchforks or whatever. I thought this was interesting too because it seemed like even <laughs> early on in the movie, to shift gears back to the movie, that like they explored the psychological impact of killing another human being that that looks that's blue now for some reason, but <laughs> otherwise looks kind of like a human. Like when know, he was bluish gray. Yeah, but when you know when they were in the apartment complex yeah. and there's all the like, just a mass of them eating people. Mm -hmm. um, and the Peter, is that what his name is? Yeah, Peter? the black guy. Black guy yeah. walks in and is like, he can't, he, he's like cringing and like, you know, and I feel like sometimes that's kind of brushed aside in more modern, not in a lot of them, but like in some certain zombie movies, it's just like, it's it's similar to Star Wars or something where you like you kill them and you just keep moving. So you're not like, oh my god, I killed a stormtrooper. Like, oh you're just like, he's dead, cool, let's keep going. Yeah. And it was interesting that they really Yeah, there was a little more humanity. I yes. Guess. Yeah, because yeah, I do think it would probably be really fucking well, jarring. I mean, you had the guy uh, in the beginning who basically committed suicide, like I can't deal with this. Yeah. Uh -huh. And he was perfectly fine, he was safe. People, plenty of people to protect him. Oh, yeah, everyone he knows just got killed by the racist guy, right? 
Well, is that why I, he killed himself? I, I thought I thought it was more just I thought it I thought it was more what he was talking about of just like that because um, I thought he was one of the SWAT team guys. Yeah, he was one of yeah, the guys who come in the from SWAT the out, outside. Okay. And so I thought, yeah, it was more just like. Yeah, I can't and, handle just shooting someone in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Like the zombie had attacked him. Uh-huh. He was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It was... um, so, uh, we need to start wrapping up. So, uh, do we have any final thoughts? Or have we discussed everything? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've covered it pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> You're ready for some 70s music. <laughs> like, well, I missed like, just... miss the response to the last thing he said about humanity, but I don't know if I should say that now, like spliced in or just forget about it. Um, yeah, go for it. Um, it's just like in the modern movies, they probably have like more military involved and police that are hunting down more mm-hmm. so. I mean, I not that I watch them, but it's an assumption. And so maybe they already have... You know, they, the, the military's already been killing people. The police might have killed people already. They've been trained to, so they already have some of that humanity, you know, gone away from that anyway. So that's probably why. Hmm. Very likely. Um, I don't have any final thoughts <laughs> because you covered everything, and a movie is really strange, <laughs> and the sound effects make it even stranger, <laughs> and it doesn't have an ending. I think George Romero, none of them really do. None I think George Romero is kind of an odd guy. I mean, it's it's a continuing... There's no, like, okay, the zombies are all dead or the humans are all dead. It's, it's just this ongoing struggle. Mm-hmm. So there's no real, like, definite ending in any of them. Hmm. Um, well, and there wasn't really even a beginning. Yeah. I mean, we because we don't see like ah, there's where yeah. the first zombie comes from. Like, it's just like understand. you're just plopped in the middle of it, and that's probably yeah. why I was so confused. I, I think I think they kind of do the same thing. It's not quite as chaotic, but they do the same thing in the original Night of the Living Dead as mm-hmm. well. Um, I forget exactly how it begins, but I know they're like wandering around in the graveyard, and the guys like they're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> and then later on, there's I'm stumbling around. It's but see, then that's the beginning because they it. saw like the first zombie. So yeah. it's still like for the viewer, it's still like uh, it's more like psychologically satisfying, even if we still don't know why. I think the assumption was that most people had seen Night of the Living Dead before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But did this mm-hmm. pick up like at the exact point where it leaves off, or? Like a completely sort of, movie. but it's it's a completely different set of characters, and he had a bigger budget, so that might. Yeah, I was gonna say like some of the stuff in this, I was like, wow, like <laughs> he had some money for this movie, like yeah, they had to destroy in terms the of mall, so. yeah, yeah, well, but in terms of like helicopter shots and mm-hmm. stuff, and like yeah. man, he had yeah. some, he had some. As just like as a former like filmmaker, it was like wow, this is like <laughs> impressive and like must have been kind of fun to make actually. <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't seen the original Living Dead, you should check it out, because it's very low budget, but well made. Mm-hmm. He, he did a lot with, he was resourceful in what, you know, doing a lot with what he had. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we're going to wrap things up there. Does anyone have any recommendations? doesn't have to be for, like, um, Halloween movies or anything, just something you've seen recently. To recommend? and recommend people to check out. Cool.
You should have asked me to think about this before yeah. we started. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could recommend Fringe, but that's not a movie, so I like I like strange things, but these strange things are explained, but you're still Fringe and Orphan Black. They're a series, sci-fi series, so um, everything that happens, you always like have to know the next thing, and that's what I like about it. And it's very strange, but you still know what's yeah. going on. If you don't know what's going on, it's because they're going to explain it, but it might take them like another six episodes. <laughs> so that's good for me. I love yeah, that. I love French. <laughs> and, it, and Orphan Black is one that people might not know because that's on the BBC, and I don't know if they're still playing it, but I saw like the first season and a half. It's about this woman who like finds her clone randomly on the train platform and then like chases her down, finds out she has six other clones and then can't really tell you anything else because it <laughs> goes and reveals. Spoiler. Yeah. Pretty uh, much everything is a spoiler in that show. So. Gosh, I just watched so many. Um, if as long as it's like it doesn't have to pertain to anything spooky or Halloween, nope. I just recently watched um, OJ: The Run of His Life, the miniseries. Um, that came out, I think it was a year or two ago, actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, starring uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. as OJ. Yeah. Um, and I actually, if you haven't seen it, or if you're like, ah, it seems a little overblown, like I highly recommend it. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Really fascinating um, to look at that case from so many different angles, and not just, of course, the race angle, but also gender that plays into it, and even like celebrity status, mm-hmm. and it just it's it seemed to be very well made. And there the was rise of the Kardashians. Yeah, that was really bizarre. Um, but that yeah, that that's <laughs> that is totally in there too. But um, if you want to if you want to binge watch on something that isn't going to also make you lose all of your friends <laughs> because you'll be inside forever. Um, it's a it's a good choice. It's only it's ten episodes, so it's just long enough. Anyway. Um, I recently saw a French horror movie called Bra. Um, if you don't mind body horror, then it might be worth checking out. Body horror? Yeah. What does that mean? What does that mean? Like when, like if you've ever seen The Thing, that's yeah. like totally body horror. Oh, like creature effect kind of stuff, or not necessarily like just like really weird, gruesome stuff. Like hostile type stuff, or saw. It's not to that level, but <laughs> like weird stuff happens in relation to people's body. Okay. So okay. basically, it's something where your body starts changing and you don't know why, and or somebody else's and you don't know yeah, why the person is not uh, human anymore. Okay. Like a, okay. the like the horror okay. version of Teen Wolf. Yeah. Okay. Raw? <laughs> did you say the name of it? Yeah. Hmm. R A H. No, R A W. Oh, Raw. Like, yeah. Okay. I'll check that out. Okay. Um, well, I just watched the second season of Stranger Things, so I highly recommend <laughs> that. That was. That, I think it was better than the first season. Mm-hmm. I've really only enjoyed seen it. One what? I've only seen one episode so far. <laughs> of the second season, or yeah, yeah. okay. Well, I won't say too much yeah. more than that. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, okay, so uh, I think we're um, we're done here. So um, you can follow us on Twitter at, at @filmpunchmeetup. You can also send us an email if you have any suggestions, uh, movies we want to watch, or any comments on what we do. Filmpunch at gmail.com. Um, the next one we're doing is Cloud Atlas uh, in a few weeks in November. So keep your eyes out for that one.
Uh, so thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.